Welcome to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer, a show dedicated to creating change and emotional healing for executives, professionals and expats in the various stages of marriage breakdown and divorce. Discover insightful strategies to better manage your personal affairs and learn secrets to creating more happiness, love and success in your life today. Hello, welcome. Uh, this is Louise Crooks, and um, I am your host today, and, and I'm excited to um, have uh, my guest uh, today. Let me tell you a little bit about our episode today. So Nicola is um, an expert coach, um, a relationship coach, and she's a leading authority on how to save your marriage um, she's an international best-selling author, author with four books and has been featured on ABC, CBC, NBC, Fox News Network, Huffington Post and Wall Street Select. So she's really um, you know, had a lot of uh, exposure around what she's doing. She works with individuals from all over the world to transform their marital situation as well as with couples to restore the love, passion, respect and happiness. She also, um, if if the if you choose to go down the divorce route, really loves to support children in um, going through that that uh, process, so that they come out of the other side still feeling whole, happy, and um, able to continue uh, life in productive ways. And um, she is a real boon to parents who are going through that kind of experience. You can learn more um, about Nicola at SaveMyMarriage.com and PurePeaceCoaching.com. And in this episode of a three-part series of Dealing with a Marriage Crisis, Choosing Your Pathway to Happiness, we'll really explore that difficult question couples often face of, should I stay or should I go? Yeah, that is a tough question. Um, And there's so many people who... Stay in that, in the midst of that feeling or question, um, not knowing how to move forward or what to do. So many factors contribute to why a couple stay together when they are deeply unhappy. And we're going to take some opportunity today to highlight when it's, a, it's time to make a decision, how to make that difficult decision, and what to do based on that decision. The good news is that many marital situations are salvageable and can lead to thriving and happy marriages with the right support. Isn't that a relief? I'm sure it must be for many of you who are listening to this. And how do you know what to do and when? So we'll be discussing the mistakes undecided folks who stay in limbo inadvertently make and how to determine if their marriage can be saved. This is a life-changing topic. Yes, it is. So I hope you can join us today. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> All right. And we'll just dive into the topic. So I just want to say welcome. Great. Well, I'm really pleased to be here. Thank you. Great. So I, I talked about our episode today, Nicola, which is uh, should I stay or should I go making decisions in a struggling marriage and um um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to dive in and just learn a little bit about you first, Nicola. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, those who are listening would really love to hear a little bit. So 
Do you want to just share, um, you know, what it is that you do? Absolutely. So I help individuals either single-handedly or couples to save their marriage. And if divorce has already been decided and that is the path that they, they go down, then I help them to help them themselves get through it because obviously divorce can be a very stressful and painful time, especially for children. So part of that is about how to minimise the pain for children so that everybody comes out thriving once they've gone through the, the initial loss. And then unique to what I do is there are many people, which is the topic of what we're going to be talking about today, that are unsure whether they want to save the marriage or whether they want to end the relationship and, and, and get divorced, and they're stuck in this limbo. So for them, I guide them for, for them to discover for themselves what it is they, they really want and start taking action around it rather than being in that stuck state. Yes. It's, um, it's, uh, I can imagine, uh, Nicola, that that is a fairly common thing um, and that many people stay together for perhaps the wrong reasons. You know, they think they're doing the right thing, but in fact it it's, can be more damaging in some ways. I, I know from my own experience that, um, you know, living in a, a, a marriage, my parents' marriage, you know, as a young youngster, that, um, you know, it seemed like they were at war you know, uh, for a good part of my, um, you know, my formative years. And it was a very painful place to be in, you know, to be living in that. Um, don't think uh, parents often understand the energy that they create in a, in a home and how that can, um, you know, uh, transfer to the, to the children. And so, you know, so much impact that can happen. So I'm really excited that we're talking about this topic today. Yeah, absolutely, and that's how I got started. Yeah, so my, I mean, my parents, from, as soon as I can remember, they never ever got on. There was always tension when they weren't at each other's throat. You know, they, they weren't ever comfortable around each other. I never saw them hug. I never saw them show any affection. Yeah. So I grew up in a household where they were always shouting and there was always tension yeah. and then eventually they, they did divorce and unfortunately that the stress and the tension and the arguing between them didn't stop. Wow. There, there still wasn't any peace at home, there was still tension and I didn't really know what love was because mm. they, they, they weren't any role model for love and mm-hmm. my dad left and then my mum because of the stress of raising five children on her own and we didn't have much money. She was also very aggressive, stressed, didn't have time for us, as you can imagine, raising five children on your own. So I was really, you know, shocked when I started um, dating in my own relationships how little I knew about love, about making relationships work. And that's how I decided to do what I do now to help people wow. either get make divorce not as stressful or as painful as it was for me and my brothers and sisters, or to to actually create more love in the home because I believe that everything starts from the home. If we have a happy, loving home environment where mm. you feel comfortable going home, where you can rest and relax, we can take all the things that we have outside of our home, so the work stress, 
bombardment by nuclear with new information. Mm. Uh, we need to have somewhere safe and relaxing to recuperate and, and, and have that energy that we need for the rest of our life. It's, uh, it, it, you know, when I think about it, Nicola, you know, it's amazing how, um, you know, um, the effects of what parents create for, in, 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 you know, inadvertently create in the ho- in the home for children and um, for themselves. You know, you talk about how um, things didn't really change after that. You know, there was still a lot of fighting and tension. It's almost like you know you're cr- you've created created this pattern of behaviour that just continues because you just don't know any other way. Um, and, you know, that is also then ingrained, you know, for the children to take on to, into their future lives, um, which is, is unfortunate. So, you know, um, managing this, first of all, you know, making that decision around divorce is so important and, and, and whether to stay together or not. And then also, you know, thinking about, you know, what you're role modeling to the children, what you're passing on to the children is, is so important. And I'll, I'll just share with you, Nicola, that, um, you know, I knew, of course, that my that my household was fraught with tension and shouting and, and unhappiness, but I didn't realize how it could be different. And I, when I left home, I actually moved in with a friend of mine's parents and her, um, her and a friend of, and, and her parents and family for about um, six weeks. And... Um, it suddenly dawned on me when I was living in their home that this was a different way of being. You know, it was so much more peaceful and supportive and, you know, so completely different to the environment that I had been in. I was actually very thankful to have had that experience just to, just to realize how different it could be. Um, so, yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you. Pretty crazy. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, Nick, share a little bit more about your your background and, and, you know, you shared how you came to to do this work, but, you know, if you want to share a little bit more, I would be, and I'm sure the listeners would also be very interested to hear more. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it started from really the divorce of my parents, Mm. and I realized, I knew, always knew that, um, having gone through that, having felt, felt alone and depressed and yeah. lost, I always wanted to help um, people or be in some kind of counselling and, and coaching role. Mm. And I wasn't sure when I um, decided to set up the business a long time ago what area I wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I went back to the UK and I became certified in grief and loss. Yeah. And when I was doing that, they on the first day they had me chart all of the losses of your life. And, you know, at age 33, the, the biggest loss in my life was still my, my parents' divorce and everything that happened as a, as a result of the way it was handled wow. and, and the pain. Yeah. And uh, I just kept, I came back to Dubai and then I just kept having people struggling with divorce. Women that were, wanted to rebuild a new life, men who, um, you know, they they didn't realize that the divorce was going to happen and they were in a complete shock. And so, um, and all the children suffering as well, and I decided that this is really what I, I wanted to do. And then, focusing on this, I started to attract 
realise that stages, there's the, the unhappy marriage where they're not sure if they want to save it or not, and this is making things worse for them. Then you have those that um, are getting divorced and then struggling there with their children. So mm-hmm. this, is what I'm, this, this is what I'm going to do. Ever yeah. since I've been um, you know, loving the journey, loving helping people, just really focusing on getting people out of pain, that, that, that's mm-hmm. what I'm passionate about doing. Yeah, I'm sure it's been quite um, a healing journey for you as well, Nicola. You know, with all the, you know, all the the research and the um, the courses and and programs that you've done to come to this place of giving others support. Um, would you say that's true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done probably I, I've got lots of qualifications. I've done lots of training. Mm-hmm. And each time I'm learning more more and more things about myself and mm-hmm. also how to help other people. So I've, I've literally been on over 15 different training programs over the last eight years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you had a program that came to light from all of this, didn't you? So I have the, the Save My Marriage program, mm-hmm. which is a 10-week course which people can do online, mm-hmm. that uh, every week there's a, there's a step to working towards saving your marriage, and it covers things that like how to create more love, how to overcome resentment, mm-hmm. how to communicate more effectively, how to revive intimacy, mm-hmm. and yeah, it came out of, of, of everything I learned. And it's more, more of a course, because I, I don't want it to be just one of those things that, Mm-hmm. Um, 
a marriage-like relationship. You know, how, why is it important for people to actually get out of that limbo, Nika? Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So the children, if you do have children, that this is what a loving relationship is. And it is when you don't want to give. 
new life and you can free your partner to be with someone that really wants to be with them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had I had a friend of mine who ended up getting divorced. She she didn't want to, but he was uh, cheating on her, and then they got divorced. He was basically moving on to the new relationship, and, um, you know, she had a lot of um, turmoil around the, 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 the relationship breaking up, but in essence, you know, the recognition that you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you, uh, for one thing, and secondly, you know, it gives you a chance to get on with your life, you know, to move forward rather than be, you know, existing in this relationship that actually doesn't support you in any way. So, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah, and it enables you to, if you don't let it drag on, then you can still stay, stay friends, but mm-hmm. you can go into that shutdown mode where you stop giving, and then you become more controlling on finances, and then you're analysing like a balance that's now is you're, I'm doing this for you, you're not doing this for me, and then you just starve the relationship then of happiness, of love, and you know, no one can be happy living in that environment, going home. You know, I think loneliness is, is difficult when you go through a separation or divorce, mm-hmm. but loneliness when you're living with someone, mm-hmm. it's it equally, it's not more painful. Because yeah. you're going and you're being around you're being around someone where you're asking that the relationship is not anywhere near what it used to be. Yeah. And you're missing it, you're longing it. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um so just continuing Nicola from um mentioning this um person in the chat room. Um they're talking about uh, you know, this uh you know, initially he had said better to avoid relationships outright, I say. You know, I think he was saying that in a bit of a quip, but he's since then shared how relationships are too much of a liability, so much can go wrong and so much of sacrifice is just not worth it in my eyes. And um, he's just revealed that he's 20, 20 years old and from what he's seen of other people's relationships, in the end you you'll get emotionally screwed and your wallet will also suffer so do you have any thoughts about what he's sharing Nicola and you know my sense is that you know he has already experienced at a very young age how you know relationship can be very damaging Um, and of course the work that you do helps that to not be the case you know do you want to share a little bit about that before we move on sure absolutely well I would say that um, unfortunately, when we get into a relationship, we cannot control the other person, mm-hmm. and we, they may disappoint us, and they may break our trust, and we can't really work on that, because th- those kind of things can happen. But what we have to work on, and what um, if, when we start new relationships, if we have been burnt and we have been hurt, is we need to ha- focus on rebuilding our trust in ourselves. So that we know, okay, if another, if a bad thing happens, yeah. then I trust myself that I'm going to be strong enough. I trust myself to love myself to get out of a bad situation when I get the warning signs or I get that intuition. Mm. I trust, trust to love myself enough that if something, if I am disappointed, then I'm, I'm going to be able to get through it. I'm going to give myself love. I'm going to give myself proper care and, and help. So it's really focusing on the trust that you have in you. Yeah. And uh, um, giving yourself time to 
that space at the moment where you're feeling that relationships are not worth it and they're going to drain you emotionally and financially, as that um, listener mentioned, mm-hmm. then that is not the right mindset to be going into a relationship yeah. because you're going to be attracting that to you. Yeah. And once you let go of that resentment and let, let go of that hurt, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be able to attract and be in a different vibration to attract someone better in with you. And that's why I always believe giving time for healing mm-hmm. and everyone's journey is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you, you, you look at any relationship again, if, you, if you're feeling like the way you are. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, the implication here is that he's just shut himself down to having a relationship at all, um, yeah. which is, is quite sad. He says here, um, I'm assuming it's a he, because um, the, the, the name is un- unusual. He says, my parents were never married, but my mum left my father when I was five, and they kept getting back together, splitting up, back together, a cycle that I'm sick of, and, and a lot of money and time being wasted along the way. He says, common sense goes out the window, and I prefer my freedom and a free, uncounted head so I can make rational decisions. So it's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, and I think, I think we all go through that sometimes when we, go, when we break up with someone, mm-hmm. and we think, well, or, or you know, for, for that listener, when they've gone through that with their parents, where we think, well, no. Yeah. But then after a while, we see other couples having great relationships, mm-hmm. and that relationship yeah. and that, that, that changes so yeah. just, to, just to allow that if that's how you feel at the moment yeah 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 we all have to kind of go through certain processes don't we you know um, to get to where we're going um, yeah. so Nicola what, what are some of the big, biggest mistakes you see undecided couples actually making that's a really good question I think it's Uh, being 
experience of not being in a relationship that's completely unknown. You cannot compare yeah. something that's known to something that's completely not known. You don't know what it would be like. Yeah. And thirdly, we have no measurement of how to, you know, how to weigh up pros and cons. Mm-hmm. That's you true because one problem. thing can be a lot more meaningful than one other little thing, right? Yeah, because we're dealing with feelings, experiences, mm-hmm. interactions, not the facts and figures. Yeah. So those are two main reasons for the mistakes people make. And then the last one is waiting for time to change things. So people say, time will tell. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a myth. I know people that have waited 10, 20, even 40 years mm. for their marriage to, you know, to have a sign to work on the marriage or to yeah. have a sign the marriage and time does nothing and I just relate it to if you had a flat tire mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't just sit and watch the flat tire and wait for the air and the light and the energy to be sucked back into it mm-hmm. you would take action you would either take action yourself and go about fixing the tire yeah. or you would find an expert to guide you to watch the to help you fix the tire, and that's how I see relationships. If you're just going to do nothing and wait for time to do something, time to make things better, um, or just think your way through things, mm-hmm. that is not going to work. And that's these are the biggest mistakes that I see people in this limbo mm-hmm. make. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's. A, I mean, I you know, having shared with you what happened with my parents, you know that. Um, and in fact, they actually never got divorced, Nicola. And I remember at the age of 16 begging them to get a divorce, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just a very miserable time. So, you know, the idea of actually needing them to be apart so that, you know, one could have a healthy existence, um, you know, just uh, boggles the mind when I think back to that, you know. I mean, I, of course, I didn't know the implications at that Time, you know, I would have preferred to have been with my father, but the law would have made it so that I would have been um, with my mother if we if they had split. So, in some ways, you know, I look back on that now, and I, you know, I, I obviously didn't know everything being being 16, but um, yeah, it did really feel like uh, you know it wasn't it definitely wasn't a healthy place to be in, and I think a lot of parents. You know, one of the you know one of the reasons they stay together is like, we're doing it for the children. You know, um, and that doesn't work, does it necessarily? No, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's um, the biggest reason that sometimes couples will say they want to work on the relationship, or that, or sometimes they say that's why they're together. And I say if you're going to stay together for the children, mm-hmm. then you need. You may as well get happy for the children. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna be together anyway, mm-hmm. then work on the relationship. Start yeah. to become friends again. Start to, to to love each other again. Yeah. And enjoy each other again. Yeah, and I think it's an important message from what you're saying, Nicola, is that you can do things to reignite that um that relationship and that experience together. You know, I think that's probably why a lot of people don't take any steps they think oh they'll give it time and as you said time doesn't do anything if you're not taking action around things because you're just doing the same things over and over 
sitting in that and, and just allowing it to be the way that it is isn't going to actually do anything. So I'm really glad that you brought that up, um, Nicola, that, that you have to take steps to to, to reignite or, or find that love again. And sometimes we just need support to do that. You know, we can't do it on our own. If we haven't done it, chances are we're not going to do it. <laughs> um, do you have any examples, uh, you know, of, of experiences you've had with clients um, you know, people, you know, that you, you've been in contact with, Nicola, that sort of speaks to some of the issues we've talked about so far. Sure, I mean, I have worked with you know, hundreds of couples that come and they say they're not sure if they feel love anymore, mm-hmm. they're not sure if they find their partner attractive, mm-hmm. they're not sure if they want to work on the marriage or not. Mm-hmm. And then I say, and I, so I say to them, okay, so what are you doing to save the marriage? And they'll say, nothing. Yeah. And I say, well, that's why. Mm-hmm. And so if they're willing, um, which most of them are, then they'll start to start taking action to rebuild love. Because love is an action. It's not a feeling. It, you know, you, you, we feel love by the acts that we do for right. other people. It's not right. something that we get. And so people then start to feel, feel the love very quickly. Yeah. Relationships transformed just by small daily habits yeah and then sometimes uh, people do come and they really are confused yeah and normally but often it's men mm-hmm. uh, uh well it can be women as well but I've, I've had a lot of cases of men come and they're they're, they're finding the intimacy hard in their relationship yeah and intimacy isn't working in their relationship mm-hmm. there are not that the relationship can never be resolved again yeah. because of this, this the issue. And what a lot, lot of people don't realise is that the is the first thing to be affected when there is resentment, when there is negativity. Mm. And often one of the first things that can be healed once you get once you start being more loving and um, comfortable around each other and, and friendly towards each other, then it, it naturally um, it, quite often it gets resolved. Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Okay. So, um, just uh, in regards, you know, if, if, how does a person know if their marriage can actually be saved, Nicola? Let's, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. privilege of 
now in your life. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, whether you do that assessment on your own and then you'll know, yeah. or you do it, or you start taking action towards the relationship, that's how you'll know. But yeah. definitely, you know, having gone through painful years myself of trying to analyse everything, that definitely does not work. Doing nothing and thinking, thinking won't make your relationship any better or give you any more clarity. Yes. I think that's really a good thing to to share there. So um, probably would be a good time, Nicola, just to let people know where we can find you. Um, I know it's on the um, the show profile too, but do you want to share where people can find you just to make sure that whoever's listening gets that piece before we jump on to the next question? Sure. So I have uh, two websites. Mm-hmm. So the Save the Marriage Program is www.savemymarriage.com program and the the one that is helping people to get clear or if they're feeling unsure or help their children through divorce is purepeacecoaching.com. Great, awesome. Okay, so purepeacecoaching.com. Beautiful. Yes. And on both websites there are key resources that you can download to help you with, with your situation, whether that's the seven secrets to saving your marriage, the quiz to know can your marriage be saved, or an e-book to help people going through divorce. Yeah, great. That's very valuable. And I know you've got a quiz as well. Do you want to tell them about the quiz that they can do? Sure. So the quiz is a Can My Marriage Be Saved quiz. So it covers 30 of the most common marriage problems that people face. And then an answer about a description about what you can do if you're facing whether your relationship can be saved or not. Yeah, okay, awesome. So where can they go to, to get that, Nicola? So that's at um, savemymarriageprogram.com. And um, do you want me to give you the extra little link that takes them straight to the quiz? Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Okay, so say mymarriageprogram.com forward slash quiz to forward slash. So I'll say that again. Save mymarriageprogram.com forward slash quiz dash to forward slash. So that's where you can find that free quiz to just see where you are um, in your marriage. Um, okay, great. Thanks for that, Nicola. So. Okay. Yeah, so what can stop someone from actually making the decision? I think that's important because I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah, I, I would say the most thing that keeps people stuck and, and from making that decision is fear. Mm-hmm. And it can be really paralyzing. So people can fear working on the marriage because they, they're, they're scared of being hurt, they're scared of being taken as Thing, the 
circumcision, the fear of loneliness, the more they cope on their own. Mm-hmm. And there's often associated with it a fear of failure, you know, looking yeah. like a failure and that shame that can be associated with a separation or divorce that people have. Yeah. And what you really need to do is to, to get comfortable with your fears, to work through the fears, to reduce mm-hmm. them. And that's how you can be free of it. But unless you do that, if you just stay with your fears, mm. then it can, it can be very paralyzing. Um, yeah, another thing that stops you from making the decision is the resentment. They may love their partner and they really want to make the relationship work, but they get so angry all the time mm-hmm. that as soon as you want to make a decision to work on the marriage and to, to do something, they, they just get stopped by their anger or their jealousy. Mm-hmm. And, and resentment can block it. Yeah. And then the other thing that I see stops people from making decisions is if they are actually going through a bit of a difficult time in their life in general. Often mm-hmm. if they're feeling depressed, if they've lost their parents, mm-hmm. uh, having you know a midlife crisis, as some they often self-diagnose that to me, yeah. where they they're so unsure about what direction they're going in life or they're feeling down and not themselves, but they just don't make the decision to work on the relationship or to leave the relationship. Mm-hmm. They just stay and shut down. Yeah. Kind of withdrawn mode. I'm sure that must be quite common, being shut down like that. Yeah, there's lots, lots to sift through there, isn't it? Or sift through there, you know, and, and, and people really have to have courage, I think, to take that step to, um, you know, um, reach out for support because it, it must be it mustn't feel very vulnerable when they when they do that nicola yeah absolutely um it's creating a, a safe comfortable environment where you, we can look at the fears mm-hmm. and look at any resentment and work on that on an individual level mm-hmm. and it's empowering it's empowering when you do that it's, it's very empowering because it's horrible to be stuck Whilst it's painful and it does take, um, you know, some, some energy and some courage to, to do that, the alternative of living in the, the exhausted state of uncertainty, many find a lot worse and they get to that point where they say, you know what, I'm going to come and I'm going to get support and I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. Like anything's better than this as it is right now. Yeah. 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 Okay, so can you share a little bit about, um, you know, what you offer to potential clients, you know, at the moment, you know, who are in that moment right now where they're struggling to decide, you know, whether or not to save their marriage? What what would you recommend, you know, if, if someone approached you to do that and, and how could they how could they approach you if they wanted to explore this, Nicola? Sure. So it's a process that I go through with, with individuals. Mm. Uh, That's um, they're not taking the online program, right? Yes, yeah, so if, they, if, they, if they're so undecided that they're not ready to take the, the Save My Marriage online program, mm-hmm. and they, they're, they're, they're in that stuck state, they don't even know, then I have kind of a, an assessment I go through with individuals. Mm-hmm. What's gone wrong in their relationship? What do they want their relationship to be like? We do an assessment of their needs and what is important to them most in in a relationship, what makes them happy. And then they can look and they can say, well, I need these 
in a relationship. Is it possible for me to get it in my current relationship? Mm-hmm. And they then say yes or no. And if it's not, then they're not going to be happy. We also look at their individual dreams and are their individual dreams and are their relationship and marriage dreams, are they going to be able to achieve them in the current relationship mm-hmm. without demanding the other person to change significantly? Yeah. Is, is it possible? Yeah. And also look at what are the fears there that are stopping them from making a decision? Mm. And what is the resentment? And I really love clearing resentment because I believe once we clear a lot of these emotions, we can see and make decisions a lot more clearly. Yeah. And sometimes closer than people saying, look, I know I must leave. I'm thankful. I'm not scared of being alone anymore. I'm not scared about the children anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not scared about the finances now, Nicola, because we've gone through it and I'm ready to leave. I should have left five years ago. And then other people, they say, wow, doing this assessment, I've realized that my partner's doing nearly everything that I really want in a relationship, Mm -hmm. and I just need to let go of this old thing, this old past hurt. And Mm -hmm. once we've worked on that, they feel free and they feel liberated and want to work on the relationship. Wow. Sounds like there's yeah. so much potential there. It's just about really, you know, diving in and honing in on that those what those few things that are stopping them from leading a full life and marriage. Um, yeah. Once they identify those those things, um, and I think when you're trying to, you're just in your own head about it. You you know, you're not necessarily going to uncover those things. You know, so again, it's that you know, you know, leaving it to time or trying to figure it out on your own. If you haven't been able to figure it out on your own at, up to this point, then, you know, is that going to change? <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. And then it's one-to-one sessions that's completely private and confidential. Mm-hmm. So sometimes um, men and women will say to me, do, you, do I have to tell my spouse about it? Mm-hmm. And I say, it's just for you. This is an investment of you to get out of that stuck, depressed state that you're in. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's, a, it's an individual program, this one. That's great. Um, so, Nicola, I know you have a, a fabulous um, podcast um, that I'm sure folks would like to um, find out about, you know, just to even listen to some of the episodes that you've done and will do, you know, around this topic. So do you want to share a little bit about that and how they can find that? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been... I'm now making podcasts for, I think, close to two years now. Wow. Uh, two years. Yeah. Goodness me. So, so if you go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud and put in Nicola Beer, then uh, several shows will come up. I have Divorce Talk, mm-hmm. which talks about uh, being in this stuck state, talks about fears, talks about um, how to save marriage as well. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, 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 another podcast show purely focused on relationship saving strategies. Mm-hmm. And that is called um, How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. But if you type in my name in the search engine, mm-hmm. then you can have a look to both and, and see which episodes resonate for you. Great. That's awesome, Nicola. I'm sure there must be so, many, so much um, wonderful uh, um, tips and um, information for people there. So I just want to just um, make sure people know how to spell the your uh, your last name, Nicola. So B E E R, just like the the drink. Yeah. 
beer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, any examples you want to share of, of experiences you've had, Nicola, before we get to your, um, you know, wrapping up the show with your, your uh, pearl of wisdom? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's been lots of experiences where couples have literally been on this shutdown mode, in limbo mode, for a long time. So I'm talking sometimes couples come after a year, and sometimes they literally have said it's been over 10 years, so they yeah. just haven't communicated. And then it's only when the divorce word is threatened yeah. that they say, or oh, no, do we really want to get divorced or not? Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, and I was working with Tina and Dave, mm-hmm. and they had been seven years without any intimacy, seven years without any communication, mm-hmm. apart from the day-to-day logistics of finances and children. Yeah. And literally, when they started both committing to the relationship, when they both said, we're going to focus on this mm-hmm. and start working on it, mm-hmm. they, they managed to change things literally within four weeks. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Because they made it their focus. They said, mm-hmm. right. You're, I'm going to make you important. Let's get to know each other again. Mm-hmm. Let's go activities together every weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's not ever, you know, they, they ban text messaging. So yeah. they have to call each other. Mm-hmm. And it just really rebuilt the relationship. And then they both, mm-hmm. they worked, worked, worked with me to, to really let go of that resentment. Yeah. I had them make this every single thing they were resenting on a paper. Yeah. And then what their part was it mm-hmm. in creating it. Yeah. And then um and and they found that liberating because once they started to read the list out loud to me they realised I cannot believe I'm holding on to this. Mm. I can't believe I'm annoyed that you got me the wrong Christmas present fourteen years ago. Yeah. And yet they you know, things like that. So <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how little things can build up as well as the big ones, so yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So, what um, what pearl of wisdom would you leave us with today, Nicola, based on what we've been talking about? I would say that the most important thing is whether it's um, on your own or together or with 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 some support, is to to just get yourself out of the the limbo because um, I I see divorce happening a lot where people are burying their head, you know, where people have buried their head in the sand. Yeah. And they they thought, well, let's just hope things change. Mm-hmm. And of course, nothing changes. And then eventually one person says, that's it, that's it I'm out. Yeah. And it's better to communicate your frustrations. And just to remember that staying in this limbo state, it deprives you of happiness. Mm-hmm. It deprives you of freedom intimacy and hope yeah. and but if you want to to change that then um it's just about doing something positive towards it to you because yeah. the only way we can, we can do that is get out of our heads i just really want to touch on what you mentioned earlier louise because mm. I, I love that about the couple that stay together for the children mm. well if you are and you've decided that the reason that you're still in the relationship is because of the children mm-hmm. then why not get happy for them yeah yeah 
it's actually a responsibility really to to do that, isn't it, Nicola? You know, because um, I think in some ways the children, and let me know if I'm if I'm right on this one. You know, the children can be an excuse not to do anything. They just to stay stay in the, the marriage and wait. Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll, they'll wait until the children are sixteen. Yeah. That's no way to live. I mean, no way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow, so much to this. And, and I can see how powerful the work must be, Nicola, for, you, for your clients, you know, for the things that you do with them and support them with. So, you know, it sounds like really um, amazing work that you're doing in the world. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. It's, it's really powerful. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, and thank you so much for being on, on the show today. Um, I just want to let everyone know that this is part of a three-part episode and it's called How to Save a Marriage, Avoid Divorce and Be Happy Again. So we'll actually get into more detail around what the steps would be to um, take those steps of saving a marriage um, and be happy again as we've talked about a little bit today. And then uh, we'll be discussing how to protect children through divorce and overcome co-parenting challenges. So that's a, a big one too. And we've talked a lot about the um, impact it can have on children and divorce. And you know, just sadly, even seeing how the young gentleman um, on our chat was sharing how it's impacted him to the point where he doesn't even want to consider relationships. You know, um, just shows you how much um, impact can that you know, the relationship can have if you're not actually paying attention to um, the fallout of your own um, relationship with someone. Um, so I'm excited for us to, to cover that. And it's wonderful, again, Nicola, that you've made that a big focus of your business too, you know, the work that you do to to really support kids, you know, in, in, in situations like that. So... Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, Nicola. Um, it was a great conversation, and I want to thank all our listeners for being here as well. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Have a great rest of your day, and talk to you again very soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer. If you have enjoyed the program, please leave a rating and review on iTunes so more people dealing with marriage breakdown and divorce get the support they need. If you want more great free resources, such as secrets to a happier relationship, moving on fast after divorce, or tips on parenting through divorce, be sure to visit www.purepeacecoaching.com today.